The Mystical City of God, The Incarnation, Book 4, Chapter 8. The Venerable Sister Mary of Jesus of Agreda, describes how when the Edict of Caesar Augustus was published, commanding all subjects of the Empire to register, and what Saint Joseph did when he heard about it. 448. It had been decreed by the immutable will of Providence that the only begotten of the Father should be born in the town of Bethlehem, Micah 5-2, and accordingly it had been foretold by the saints and prophets of foregone ages, Jeremiah 10-9. For the decrees of the absolute will of God are infallible, and since nothing can resist them, Esther 13-9, sooner would heaven and earth pass away than that they failed to be accomplished, Matthew 24-35. For the fulfillment of this immutable decree, the Lord secured by means of an edict by Caesar Augustus for the whole Roman Empire, ordering the registration or enumeration of all the world as St. Luke says, Luke 2-1. The Roman Empire at that time embraced the greater part of what was then known of the earth and therefore they called themselves masters of the world, ignoring all the other nations. The object of this census was to make all the inhabitants acknowledge themselves as vassals of the emperor, and to pay a certain tax to their temporal lord. For this registration, everyone was to go to his native city in order to be inscribed. This edict was also proclaimed in Nazareth and came to the hearing of Saint Joseph while he was on some errand. He returned to his house in sorrowful consternation and informed his heavenly spouse of the news which had spread concerning the edict. The most prudent virgin answered, Let not this edict of our temporal ruler cause you any concern my master and spouse, for all that happens to us is ordained by the Lord and King of heaven and earth, and in all events his providence will assist and direct us, Sirach 2228. Let us resign ourselves into his hands and we shall not be disappointed. 449. Most Holy Mary was capable of being entrusted with all the mysteries of her Most Holy Son and she knew of the prophecies and their fulfillment, therefore, also, that the only begotten of the Father and her own was to be born in Bethlehem, a stranger and an unknown. But she said nothing of this to Saint Joseph, for without being commissioned by the Lord she would reveal none of his secrets. All that she was not commanded to reveal she concealed with admirable prudence, notwithstanding her desire of consoling her most faithful and holy spouse. She wished to entrust herself to his direction and arrangement without acting the part of those who are wise in their own conceit, as wisdom warns us, Proverbs 3-7. They therefore conferred with each other about the course to be pursued for already the pregnancy of the heavenly lady was far advanced and the birth of her child was approaching. St. Joseph said, Queen of heaven and earth and my mistress, if you have no order to the contrary from the Almighty, it seems to me necessary that I go alone, yet although this order refers only to the heads of families, I dare not leave you without assistance, nor could I live without you, nor would I have a moment's peace away from you for my heart could not come to any rest without seeing you. Your heavenly delivery is too imminent to ask you to go with me to Bethlehem where this edict calls us, and I fear to place you in any risk, as well on account of your condition as also on account of my poverty, if your delivery should happen on the way amid inconveniences which I could not alleviate, I would be heartbroken, these are the anxious thoughts which trouble me.
I pray you lady, present them before the Most High and beseech him to grant me my desire of not being separated from you. 450. His humble spouse obeyed Saint Joseph and although she was not ignorant of the divine will, yet she would not omit this act of obedience as a most submissive spouse. She presented to the Lord the fervent wishes of Saint Joseph and received the following answer. My dearest dove, yield to the wishes of my servant Joseph in what he proposes. Accompany him on the journey. I shall be with you and I shall assist you with paternal love in the tribulations which you shall suffer for my sake. Although they shall be very great, my powerful arms will make you come forth glorious from all of them. Your footsteps will be beautiful in my sight. Canticles 7-1 Do not fear, since this is my will. Then the Lord gave to the holy guardian angels, in the presence of the heavenly Mary, a new and special command and precept, that they serve her during this journey with particular care and solicitude as befitted the magnificent mysteries that should be transacted. Beside the thousand angels which served ordinarily as her guard, the Lord commanded other nine thousand to attend on their queen and mistress, and serve as a guard of honor ten thousand strong from the first day of her journey. This they did as most faithful servants of the Lord, as I shall say later on. The great queen was renewed and strengthened with new enlightenment for the troubles and tribulations which would be occasioned by the persecution of Herod and other happenings at the birth of the infant God, Matthew 2.16. Her invincible heart being thus prepared, she offered herself to the Lord without any disquiet and gave thanks for all that he should choose to do and arrange in regard to these future events. 451. She returned from this heavenly interview to St. Joseph, and announced to him the will of the Most High, that she accede to his wishes and accompany him on his journey to Bethlehem. Joseph was filled with new consolation and delight, acknowledging the great favor conferred upon him by the right hand of the Most High, he gave thanks with fervent acts of gratitude and humility, and addressing the heavenly spouse, he answered, My Lady, source of my happiness and good fortune. The only cause of grief in this journey will now be the hardships which you must undergo because I have no riches to procure you the conveniences which I would like to furnish for your pilgrimage. But we shall find relations, acquaintances and friends of our family in Bethlehem. I hope they will receive us hospitably, and there you can rest from the exertions of the journey, if the Lord will dispose as I your servant would wish. Thus the holy spouse Saint Joseph lovingly planned, but the Lord had already prearranged all things in a way unknown to him, and therefore he experienced so much the greater bitterness of disappointment when all his loving expectations failed, as we shall see. Most Holy Mary said nothing to Saint Joseph of what she knew the Lord had decreed concerning the heavenly birth, although she well knew that it would be different from what he expected. She rather encouraged him saying, my spouse and my master. I accompany you with much pleasure, and we will make this journey as poor people in the name of the Lord, for the Most High will not despise poverty, which he came to seek with so much love. Relying on his protection and assistance in our necessities and labors, we will proceed with confidence. My master, do place to his account all your difficulties. 452. 
They at the same time resolved upon the day of their departure, and Joseph diligently searched in the town of Nazareth for some beast of burden to bear the mistress of the world. He could not easily find one because so many people were going to different towns in order to fulfill the requirements of the edict of the emperor. But after much anxious inquiry St. Joseph found an unpretentious little beast which, if we can call such creatures fortunate, was the most fortunate of all the irrational animals, since it was privileged not only to bear the queen of all creation and the blessed fruit of her womb, the king of kings and the lord of lords, but afterwards to be present at his birth, Isaiah 1 3, and since it gave to its creator the homage denied to him by men, as I shall relate further on. They provided the articles for the journey, which would last five days. The outfit of the heavenly travelers was the same as that which they had provided for their previous journey to the house of Zechariah on their visit to Elizabeth. They carried with them bread, fruit and some fishes, which ordinarily composed their nourishment. As the most prudent virgin was enlightened regarding their protracted absence, she made use of prudent concealment in taking along the linens and clothes necessary for her heavenly delivery, for she wished to dispose all things according to the exalted intents of the Lord and in preparation for the events which she expected. Their house they left in charge of some neighbor until they should return. 453. The day and hour for their departure for Bethlehem arrived, and because of the reverence with which the most faithful and fortunate Joseph had begun to treat his sovereign spouse, he diligently and anxiously sought to do all in his power to please her. He besought her with great affection to make known to him all her wishes and to call his attention to all that he might forget in regard to her pleasure convenience and comfort, or that might please the Lord whom she bore in her womb. The humble queen thanked him for his loving attention, and referring it to all the glory and service of her most holy son, she consoled and animated him to meet courageously the hardships of the journey, assuring him anew that the Almighty was pleased with his affectionate solicitude. She also informed him of the will of his majesty that they meet with patience and joy of heart the hardships of poverty on their way. In order to begin her journey the Empress of Heaven knelt at the feet of Saint Joseph and asked him for his blessing. Although the man of God shrunk from such a request and strenuously objected on account of the dignity of his spouse, she nevertheless remained victorious in her humility and prevailed upon him to give her his benediction. Saint Joseph complied with great timidity and reverence, and immediately cast himself at her feet in a flood of tears, asking her to present him anew to her most holy son and obtain for him divine pardon and grace. Thus prepared, they started from Nazareth for Bethlehem in midwinter, which made the journey more painful and difficult. But the mother of God, who bore eternal life within her, attended solely to the divine activities and colloquies of the Lord, observing him in the virginal chamber of her womb, imitating him in his works, and giving him more delight and honor than all the rest of creatures taken together. The instruction which Most Holy Mary, the Queen of Heaven, graciously granted me. 454. My daughter, in all your discourse on my life, and in each of the chapters and mysteries so far rehearsed, you will find the admirable providence of the Most High and His fatherly love toward me, His humble servant. 
Although human capacity cannot fully penetrate and estimate the admirable works of such high wisdom, yet it must venerate it with all its powers, and must seek to participate in the favors which the Lord showed me, by striving to imitate me. For mortals must not think that only for my sake and in me God wished to show himself as holy, powerful and infinitely good. It is certain that if any or all of the souls would entrust themselves to the direction and government of this Lord they would soon experience that same fidelity, punctuality and most sweet efficacy with which His Majesty arranged all things that touched upon His honor and service in my life. They would likewise taste those delightful and divine emotions which I felt in relying upon His most holy will nor would they fail to receive the abundance of his gifts, which are enclosed as in an infinite ocean within his divinity. And just as the waters of the ocean rush forth wherever they find a suitable opening, so the graces and blessings of the Lord overflow upon rational creatures, when they are well disposed, and do not hinder their course. This truth is hidden to mortals because they do not stop to ponder and consider the works of the Almighty. 455. I desire you to study this truth, to write it within your heart, and to learn from my own actions the secret workings of your own interior, so that you understand what goes on within you, also that you practice ready obedience and subjection to others, always preferring the good counsels of others to your own insight and judgment. You must carry this to such a point that, in order to obey your superiors and your spiritual directors, you take no notice of what you foresee will happen contrary to their expectations, just as I, when I knew that what my holy spouse Joseph expected would not happen on our journey to Bethlehem. And even when some equal or inferior command these such things, be silent and hide your better foreknowledge, perform all that is no sin or imperfection. Listen to all with attention and silence, so that you may learn, in speaking be very slow and reserved, for in this consist prudent and careful intercourse. Always bear in mind that you ask the blessing of the Lord for all that you wish to undertake, in order that you may not wander from what is pleasing to him. Whenever you have an opportunity, ask also the permission and blessing of your spiritual father and director, so that you may not fall short of the greatest merits and perfections in your works, and in order that you may also give me the pleasure which I desire of you.